It's so weird. <laughs> it's so weird hearing hearing myself in in this because I can hear like I hear more than what ends up being recorded. Like I have to talk mm. louder. I think in because last time I noticed that my voice was like kind of soft, Be- and I think that's because like I can hear myself right. so well. Well, can you, you can probably hear your own voice in a way that you don't hear it yourself, right? Because we always hear our own voices lower than it actually is. Do we? Yeah, I read that somewhere in the, some dumb listicle of like, Mm. facts about your body that will blow your mind. (laughs) And it was something about that we hear it lower because we're hearing it like inside, we're hearing interesting I don't know something weird about you're hearing it from inside your own body whereas Mm -hmm. other people are like hearing it the sound waves I don't know science yeah but I'm always shocked by hearing my own voice because I feel like my voice is kind of low but then I hear it and it's like middle I know sometimes (laughs) I'm just like do I have a speech impediment (laughs) I did did you did you oh I thought I remembered that you did someone we know Mm -hmm. did I did did you? I, I went through extensive speech therapy as a kid. What'd you say? Um, was I your, couldn't say ours. Was it super cute? I I mean, maybe. But embarrassing for you. <laughs> I honestly don't remember really being embarrassed because I don't think it was like all the time. I think it was like a once in a while thing. But I couldn't say ours. I said them as W's and I couldn't say L's, mm-hmm. which is a pretty common one. But thank God I was in public school at the time and they provided speech therapy. But it was weird because when I first started... The speech therapist, um, I was really lucky to have the same person. I don't remember her name, but when she first started at the school, she didn't have an office or anything, Mm -hmm. and we would do speech therapy in this, like, weird supply closet in between, like, groups of classrooms. Like, the the classrooms I vaguely remember, because this was in, like, kindergarten, first, second grade, it would be, like, a group of four classrooms, and then there would be a doorway into, like, a little hall or like teachery area and there was like a classroom where all the like paint and shit mm-hmm. like that was mm-hmm. and we would go in and I remember being in the closet and I would sit with my back like facing the back wall facing her and I would have to repeat things and then she would like tell me how to try and like move my mouth differently and wow. I was like a little kid yeah but um I I remember one of them was saying walked down the railroad track and I couldn't, I would say, like, walked down the railroad track. But, like, I remember having to repeat that. Con- and, like, of course, my name had L's and yeah. R's in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Do you ever, by accidentally, like, yeah. really? When I'm drunk or if I'm talking really fast, mm. it comes back out. Mm-hmm. And I, I can, like, feel it. it. Yeah. Wow. It It's, like, really funny. But it was weird because I knew someone in high school who had, had a speech impediment and her parents had like chosen not to get help for it and mm-hmm. in a way I was like I guess that's good because it destigmatizes it but she had like a very similar one to mine and it was like this weird thing of I don't know people like made fun of her all the time yeah. and I was like your parents made that choice for you and that's not fair yeah <laughs> I'm just like uh, that's so cute like I think it's cute because I didn't have to deal with it yeah. like when I hear kids that have speech impediments I didn't like, I didn't have to deal with that, so I think it's super adorable. Yeah. But that's got to, like, suck. I mean, anything that, like, makes you stand out when you're young. Yeah. Is and I'm sure it's, like, for a, a woman or, like, a femme person, I'm sure that it is a tough experience professionally to feel 
I don't know, I'm projecting, but I think I would feel infantilized mm. or somehow not mm-hmm. taken seriously. Um, yeah. One of my friends from high school is recently graduated. She's doing, she does speech therapy for kids on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So not only working with like nonverbal students, but also I think speech impediments. I'm not exactly sure, but she got really interested in that when we were in high school. Um, and she does, uh, works with like tiny kids right now. And I think that's so cute. Mm-hmm. You make a lot of money. <laughs> she doesn't actually, cause she works in uh, public school, oh, but that's okay. what she, she like really felt like she wanted to work yeah. in public school. Yeah. The school I went to had like a huge speech pathology program. Oh really? Yeah. Like one of the best in Connecticut. So a lot of people, I knew a lot of people that like were studying that. Mm. Yeah. How do we get on yes. the subject of speech impediments? Uh, oh, hearing that like, Oh, right, Because I got right, right. these nice new fancy headphones, yeah. and it, listening to myself mm-hmm. is is weird, and I always think I, like, <laughs> right. pronounce things weird, and I'm trying to stop saying um so much. I listened to the last <laughs> episode before I posted it, and I said, like, every other word, and I was so bummed. So, so I. now I keep pausing to not, to be like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't realize it, like, <laughs> I don't realize it. For you, mm. I realize it for myself. Right. So I'm sure that we say it exactly the same yeah. amount of times. Just we're just too critical of ourselves. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like um is more noticeable on air than really? than like because it's a very different register mm. almost and sonically. <laughs> yeah. <it> happens. <laughs> and lots of times when I'm editing. Um is its own thing. Mm. It's separated out from, so it's easy to cut out. Oh, whereas okay. like just falls into the <laughs> yeah. What we're saying. I text it all the time. <laughs> Me too, and I I don't. I like it though. <laughs> yeah, I read. I I feel like I read something about this a while ago of just as an apologetic thing people have started to use, and mm. it made me realize that I use just all the time. I stopped using it in emails. I have too. I've purposefully tried to stop using it. And I've also tried to stop using it when I'm telling another person about my feelings. <laughs> because it's one of those things of like, I just feel like, it's like, no, I yeah. don't just feel like this. Like, I'm not sorry. I I feel this way. Mm-hmm. But it's hard. Yeah. I I think like last year I stopped because I... We might have talked about it. Yeah. I, I realized I was doing it all the time. And it was when I was asking for something that I wanted. That, yeah. That I... If I felt like I was being annoying or something, mm. I'll judge by the audience. If I feel if I want to be a little bit more casual, I'll right. say, "Hey, just checking in." Right, right, right. But no, in like a professional setting or as a teacher, I don't. Yeah, I cut that out. I felt like I was using it when I was asking for something, but also when I was telling someone no mm-hmm. via email. You know, someone was asking me for something, or I had to like turn something down. You know. Yeah, I would be like, I just. <laughs> I just can't no. right now. <laughs> I just, like, can't do it. <laughs> I just, I just cannot. Well, that's my general state. <laughs> I just can't. Just, just cannot. So, welcome to Adjunct welcome Astrologers. Welcome to Adjunct Astrologers. We're back. We're back. I'm Erin. I'm Michelle. Oh, we haven't said our names in so long. No, we didn't say it last time, I realized. <laughs> the whole episode. <laughs> yeah, no. That's fine. So, if, that, if it was someone's first time... Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't know who we were, but that's fine. I feel like that episode was for our deep followers. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was the first one mm-hmm. in like a month, I think. Yeah. 
so it got us started for yeah. 2018. It was fun. Yeah. I, fun. I had fun. What did we talk about? Oh, it was the surprise one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the supermoon. Oh, right. On January 30th, there is a supermoon, and it's a blue moon, and it's going to be a lunar eclipse. Is that the day after this comes out or the day it comes out? It'll be the night of after this comes out. Cool. Yeah. So if I post it on Yeah. <laughs> I will. I will. I will. So if you want to go see the eclipse, mm. the lunar eclipse of the supermoon, which is pretty rare. Yeah. A blue moon isn't isn't rare and a supermoon isn't that rare and a lunar eclipse isn't that rare, but having them all happen on the same time is, yeah. is a big deal. If you're on the East Coast you can catch the very beginning of it at like 5.51. Ooh, okay. Um, so just a refresher. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Of where to see it. I think in the in the middle of the country it's going to be like 3. Oh, in the middle of the day. Yeah, no, in the middle of the night. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, oh. 3 a.m. Um, the witching hour. Yes. <laughs> 3 a.m. And then I think on the West Coast it might be earlier than that. Mm. I think Alaska is going to have the best... Chance of seeing it, yeah. So if you're on the East Coast, you can't really see it that much. You can see the supermoon, but not the eclipse. But itself. not the eclipse. So yeah. the a blue moon is when there are two full moons in a month, right? Mm-hmm. And then what is the supermoon? Is that when the moon's closest to the Earth? Yeah. And then lunar eclipse, obviously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So people can go check that out if they want. Man, thinking about. Like, the full moon that started the month to now. Yeah. This is a crazy cycle for me, personally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, I feel like it's been... Nothing super intense has happened, but I felt like yes. it is. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, I have felt that... And I, I've been actually thinking, I've been thinking, I wonder if it's because I no longer have Jupiter. Or Saturn. Mm. And so for the past year, year and a half, I had Jupiter and Saturn in my... I was going to do Saturn return, and Jupiter brings good luck. Right. So I was wondering about that. Wow. You, like, plummeted out of that. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. It's supposed to be... It's After you go through Jupiter, though, afterwards, it's supposed to be that you reap those benefits mm. of what you learned during that time. Hmm. So, in Saturn return... My sister's husband yesterday was said he listened to the Saturn Return mm. episode, and he's like, so does, was my, he's like, am I in Saturn Return right now, or was I? And he and I had the same Saturn Return. Oh. Yeah. And he was just like, oh, it makes sense. And he's a scientist, so I was like, it's science. <laughs> <laughs> he got married during his Saturn Return. Yeah, yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> So I was just like, it's real. It's real. <laughs> it's real. There's scientific proof. Well, that segues into what we're going to talk about today, yeah. I guess. It does. I was just going to say that I cried a lot this month. Oh. <laughs> that was just my experience. But it's not technically like out of the ordinary for me. <laughs> I did cry a lot and tell a lot of people how anxious I was about the flu. Mm. But The flu's scary. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 60,000 people die on average a year of the flu. That's crazy. In America alone. So, 
I'm just like quickly moving the microphone. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, my voice is off the chart today. <laughs> so yeah, today we are talking about, mm. today's going to be a little different actually. Yeah. Than uh, the way that we normally do it. Uh, the way that we normally talk is that I'll talk about something and you'll talk about something and it's generally under the same umbrella, but you ha- you sent this article to me in the Atlantic mm. and we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. And have a discussion. I thought it was really, so the article is called um, New Age of Astrology mm-hmm. and, or depending on where you open it from, it's also called Why Are Millennials So Into Astrology? And in a horrible way, I don't have written down who the writer is. That's the one that that I saw. The millennial. I think they... Oh, okay. The millennial. It was weird. When I opened it, it says New Age of Astrology on Google, but when I... The tab at the top of my computer said, why are millennials? Mm, so, mm. But if you Google New Age of Astrology, The Atlantic, it's by Julie Beck. Um, and I saw this, I think, on Twitter, and I sent it to Aaron... Because it was something we had talked about in a previous episode, how we think astrology is much more popular right now. Like, it's going through a resurgence. Yeah. So I wanted to talk about the article. Yeah. Um, I agreed with a lot of the stuff in it, the way that people... The reason why people are into astrology now. Yeah. I guess we could... The first thing that stuck out to me was how many people said similar things to what we said or what we have said a lot of times is like, I don't necessarily believe in astrology in the way that people believe in religion, but that it's an interpretive tool. Yes. And I thought that was really interesting that so many people echoed that idea in certain ways. And also in a way that I felt was dragged me personally is the idea that it gives you some feeling of control or order if something feels chaotic. Because... Even though astrology, as the article says a a lot of times, is not technically like science, it's Mm -hmm. based on astronomy. Yeah. It's based on the science of where the planets are and how they're interacting with each other. So I think in that way, for me, it's really nice to be able to look at that and make sense of what's going on in my life Mm -hmm. in some way, based on the actual scientific movement of other shit in space. Yeah. I liked one of the quotes. I don't remember exactly where it is, but someone in this article said that by looking at astrology, it gives you a new vocabulary to Mm. talk about these things. And I liked that idea of vocabulary because we can just say to each other, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. Right. And and I know that that, that, yes, Mercury is in retrograde, but that also means that you're feeling frazzled or you're feeling stressed. And I think that that having that type of different vocabulary is yeah. really interesting, especially for, like, I don't like talking about my feelings at all. Mm. So it's a lot easier to just say, like, I would never text someone and be like, I'm so upset, uh, like, other than you. But, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't, I normally, like, wouldn't say that to mm. people. But I would say, holy shit, like, Mercury retrograde is fucking my shit up. Yeah, and it's I like would code say that in a way. Someone. Yeah. yeah. Or just this idea of Saturn return, it it gave me vocabulary to talk about the last two years of my life and the changes that I went through in the past two years. Yeah. So I liked that way to think Mm. about it. I think someone described it as shorthand, Mm -hmm. but I think one of the things that was really interesting to me about the article 
was the way that it particularly was about why millennials are into astrology. Mm -hmm. And there were a lot of things about the internet that I hadn't thought about before. So I have some quotes. One of them is, in some ways, astrology is perfectly suited for the internet age. There's a low barrier to entry and nearly endless depths to plumb if you feel like falling down a Google research hole. And then another thing that sort of was arguing that astrology is perfect for the internet age is astrology expresses complex ideas about personality, life cycles, and relationship patterns through the shorthand of the planets and zodiac symbols. And that shorthand works well online where symbols and shorthand are often baked into communication. Mm, mm-hmm. But I thought it was really fascinating, this idea that people our age are particularly drawn to this because of those things. But I didn't necessarily feel like it was just about the internet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I definitely think I I see that. But also, and it, it makes sense because astrology in media has been in these little blurbs like horoscopes and newspaper just these small little things that people can read and adds like a layer to Mm -hmm. to their day or the way they are viewing things or thinking about it and I think that I mean just content people (laughs) yeah people need content astrology is something that's it's fun yeah it's interesting and you can see yourself in in these things right so it it allows you to sort of read about yourself on on the internet when there's so much that's just being written about other people and kind of all this shitty stuff it gives you a break to turn inwards yeah and and look at at that I wonder if the perception of it as like bunk is what makes it so approachable in Mm, some ways mm -hmm. Yeah, it's super low stakes. Yeah, that's true. You can be, you can say, this isn't, this isn't real. I'm going to like <laughs> think about it right. in terms of myself, but I know it's not real. Right. I know it's, but it is based off of the seasons and all that. So <laughs> <laughs> there was another part um, in terms of the internet. Oh, no, no, no. This I thought was really interesting. The part where it sort of transitioned to talking about our generation in general being more interested in magic Mm, and mm -hmm. there's the part about the j walter thompson's intelligence group released a trend report in 2016 called unreality that says we are increasingly turning to unreality as a form of escape in a way to search for other kinds of freedom truth and meaning what emerges is an is an appreciation for magic and spirituality the knowingly unreal and the intangible aspects of our lives that defy big data in the ultra transparency of the web. Mm, mm-hmm. But I I had never thought about that not only is astrology really trending right now but so is tarot and people are really into like rocks yeah. and like crystals and stuff like that. I think it it offers a similar thing. I'm not equating it to to religion because I know mm, that yeah that religion is obviously something that that people take very, very seriously. Right. I don't want to, like, diminish that. Right. But it has the same grounding as as religion in a sense that it it gives you a sense of comfort. Almost. Right. By having, being by being able to link this to something larger than yourselves or something outside of yourself, mm. like, looking for, for something outside of yeah. just maybe your internal crisis. Because it did say that 
the majority of people right. that during like they quoted a few different studies I believe yeah. of people turn to astrology during a time of stress or crisis and that's very similar to to religion yeah looking for guidance somewhere besides yourself yeah to help you cope with this it's a coping mechanism yeah. in kind of People use it as a coping mechanism. Yeah. Similar to the way religion is is used as a coping mechanism. Yeah. I think the interesting difference, though, at least what this study or this trend report is arguing, is I would would feel like it's safe to say religious or faithful people don't consider it an unreal thing Mm, that they're... mm -hmm, Whereas I think it's interesting that particularly with astrology, not everybody, obviously, I think there are people who really practice it in a different way. But it's interesting that the trend is towards this acceptance of something that you don't... I mean, the word believe seems too simple to me, but you don't believe in it, but you use it? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. People ask me if I believe in it, (laughs) and I say yes. (laughs) Right. Well, someone in here says that... um, Oh, this is a really good quote also. Nicholas Campion, a historian of astrology points out that the question of whether people believe in astrology is both impossible to answer and not really a useful question to ask. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah. Because I I do and I don't. Right. I do believe in astrology. Obviously, if I spend a lot of time thinking about it and reading about it, I do find some truth in it. Mm. But I wouldn't necessarily believe in it like when I was growing up I was religious and I, I don't believe in it in that Right. The way I believed in religion when I was younger. Right. I don't think it's like predestination. Yeah. Or predeterminate. What's the like super Protestant thing of, oh, you grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. right? Of believing that your whole destiny is already determined by. I think it's predetermination. Yeah, predeter. I don't believe yeah. that it's predetermination. But mm-hmm. No. It's, it's just a way I, I look at it and yeah. I say, yeah, this makes sense. <laughs> it's, it's helping me. Yeah. So I, but I wonder, like, I don't know. I was really interested in also the part that said a lot of books had been purchased. Yes. Yeah. And Johnny Nicholas, like, mm-hmm. can't wait. Going to pre-order that book as soon as possible. I know. I saw that and I freaked <laughs> out. I didn't know that she had gotten a book. No, but from Harper's, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that. I mean, obviously, when these things start trending, they become, like, products, Mm -hmm. right? That's why – I think one of the things I said the last time we talked about this was when I was holiday shopping, I saw astrology or zodiac shit everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I think that's, like, another difference between religion. Like, if the number of people who are really faithful for whatever religion spiked, I don't think – we would see anthropology selling, like, Jesus mugs. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting that it, in some ways, has a more... Mainstream. Or, like, it can be more commodified? I don't know. Yeah, it can be commercialized. Yeah. Yeah. And I I think that part of of it also is people try to sell to millennials. Yeah, (laughs) Because it's a large generation. And... It's the way that people are trying to kind of it's it's marketed. Millennials like use the internet. That's the way that mm, that mm. they find out a lot of a lot of things and buy stuff. And right. 
So they know that that's the market that's online, and if that's what they're interested in, then yeah, they will then, which then just makes it grow even right. It's like a cycle. I wonder what I. I just feel like it's not as simple. I think at some point someone in the article said, you know, it's 2017. Everything's horrible. People are looking for ways to better understand stuff. But I wonder if it's that simple in a way. Yeah, because people have always looked for escape. Yeah. that's... Shakespeare had magic in his plays. Yeah. So it's... But maybe that's why it's saying the internet. Like, it's like a perfect storm Mm, of mm -hmm. social unrest, the internet, and then a largely secular generation. Yeah. Yeah. Is looking for something that they... That maybe doesn't challenge being secular, but is still giving you the sort of mystical mm-hmm. shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's giving you guidance. Yeah. It's it's giving you that faith-based, mm. faith in kind of making sense of Yeah, rationality yeah. or science. I mean, it's... <laughs> Rationalizing, yeah. Science. Yeah, science. <laughs> faith in science. Science. <laughs> I wonder what it's going to look like, like, a year from now, though. Is the cycle going to really quickly end, or do you think... You I know, don't think so. Like, by the time these books that were purchased in the summer of 2017 become books in, like, winter 2018 season. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Just because I, I mean, I've always been interested, like, somewhat yeah. interested in astrology. And I bet that, I would think other people would have been too. Like, this isn't a new thing for all of these people. That's true. It's something that they have been interested in, but now it's easier to access. More people are talking about it. They can... You can now talk with someone and say, what's your sign? And talk about this thing or talk yeah. about Mercury Retrograde. And and people, there's like a, sh- a shared knowledge there. Right. So. And one of the editors, I thought it was cool that they talked to editors from like different online pubs. One of them said, I think it was the Broadly editor, mm-hmm. said something of like, we realized our readers were looking for more sincere horoscopes. Yes. That was so to the, interesting. Like, snark- I know. Because yeah. I feel like. I mean, that's what I'm looking for, but it's interesting that that they noticed that sort of trend and that coinciding with it being less of a joke now to talk Mm -hmm. about astrology. I don't know. I think, like you said, like you can talk to someone about it and it's not, even if people say like, oh, I don't believe in that, they know what their sign is. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's this shared knowledge that, Mm. that people have now. Maybe if things get super great and people won't. I don't know. Yeah. I, it would be interesting to to see if if things were completely fine, <laughs> Which, but but they never like it never really has no. been, and I don't know if it ever will be fine. I'm right, air quotes fine. But the internet, the way that people can view it now, and this this intense need for content all the time, yeah, this. The news. I was a journalism major in undergrad, and we would constantly talk about the news hole in terms of the different medias. And they're like, newspaper has a certain like size hole that you have to fill, and then radio has even more than that, and then TV. And it was all about just like filling this news hole. And now the internet, right? There's it's there's no way to fill it. It's, right. It's always going to just keep going. It's an endless cycle. So. The way that news is viewed now, I think people, it creates a little bit more kind of of that crisis mentality right. in in people. It's anxiety-inducing, and because of that, I think people 
when they are online, they want to look at something that isn't that. Yeah, <laughs> and totally. And reading a horoscope and and by reading a horoscope, you are kind of able to put that anxiety into context. You yeah. are able to talk about it, read about it, validate it, rationalize it. So it makes sense that it would be on the same platform mm. as this this other shitty stuff right. that's going on. That's super interesting. You can write a whole like dissertation on it. We should, honestly. <laughs> we real you, like, adjunct astrologer. Can you like co-apply to PhD programs? Like, can we apply and be like, we together want to do a dissertation on this thing? Is that possible? I don't know. It should be. <laughs> I'm sure that it's not. But like, I feel like I could Anything be like, can have it. <laughs> if Aaron doesn't get in, I'm not going to come. So. <laughs> Wow, that would be super cool. Yeah, or we could just write a book. Yeah, I was just about to say, or we could just write a book about it. You don't want to go back to school, so mm. I could go back to school so that we have all the resources, mm. and then we could still co-author it. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Just because I want a PhD, and you're like, I never yeah. want to go to school I'm again. Like, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah, because then we could just have access to like JSTOR for free. Well, I guess yeah. we get it now. I just am really fascinated by how just the internet (laughs) oh yeah it's and I I mean I really I even though I'm saying that people have always believed in this that it it kind of does relate to things larger than the internet it's it's the perfect vehicle for Right, right right it's not that it's changing people's minds or it's just the access to it and the visibility of it right is now so large that and like the the medium that it's being presented on, it it just re- fits. It works right. really well. So there's the the emotional aspect to it, but then there's also this technical yeah. media based aspect Definitely. to why it's why it has become so popular. Yeah, that's one thing I think the article was sort of getting at is that astrology has been put on the same level of a lot of the other things. It, like it's being communicated through memes and gifs and tweets and all those things so in a way it's made it much more normalized of a thing Mm -hmm. to be interested in or to at least be aware of because those tweets go viral so in a way it's part of the media landscape in a way that it wasn't before the internet you know like I think there were always horoscopes in the daily newspaper but people didn't necessarily have a way to contribute to that conversation Mm -hmm. or you know there were probably so few people who could pay to get a personal astrology reading. Or maybe they did once in their life when they, like, went to one person. Yeah. But I think now that it's, like you said, it's being incorporated into the media landscape so much that it's, it's you know, a language that you have to speak to be able to, like, be on Twitter probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it allows for – the real estate that you can that, – that you have on the internet, it allows for – so much more that you can go beyond just your sun sign mm. and you can look up your birth chart and you can look up what all this means. Yeah. Like we, that's what we are doing for every episode. <laughs> yeah. That's what basically. we do. We, we look it up and we research it. And whereas before we would have had to read through a bunch of books and yeah, go to a library, go to a library. And so you have to be super dedicated to, right. to do that. And just like the time that it takes to do that. But now you can, Plug your plug your birthday in and where you were born, what time you were born, and you can have your entire chart and you can yeah. have an entire like all these pages 
interpreting your chart. Right. So you don't have to know someone who knows how to interpret it. Right. The internet can do it for you. <laughs> right. Or like you have that one weird friend who tweets about astrology. Yeah. <laughs> or you know us. Yeah, or you're friends with us. Or you can email into the podcast. Yes, I still haven't checked email. <laughs> oh, should we do it right now? Sure. <laughs> what if it's like, here, I'll pull it up on my phone. Oh, well, I'll bring up one more quote that I wrote down before we look at the email. So it says, I think this was near the very end. It might be that millennials are more comfortable living in the borderlands between skepticism and belief because because they've spent so much of their lives online in another space that is both real and mm -hmm. unreal at mm -hmm. the same time. Yeah, because the internet is a virtual reality. Right. It's not the real world it's its own it's its own reality it's its own right world and it's not not the real world yeah but it's also it's yeah. like the, like you said it's not about like real versus unreal as much as it is like virtual versus yeah physical yeah it's a virtual reality yeah uh it is the world on this virtual platform <laughs> so if we are kind of okay with living our lives on this virtual reality who's to really determine what reality is Boom. <laughs> you fucked it up. Um, so, like, in that reality, astrology is, you know. Yeah. It makes, it does make sense. Yeah. It doesn't have to be over-determined in mm -hmm. a way. Yeah. We are requiring you to reconfirm the email address for adjunct astrologers. Other than because we haven't watched it. So. From Pearson.com? What? That might be a spam. Pearson? That's like a... Squarespace billing team. What? Status of payment or credits are indicated on the attachment. What? Are we getting spam? Respond now to keep your do domain active for adjunctastrologers at gmail.com. Domain suspension? What? What? That can't be real. Because my our Squarespace is connected to my... Your personal, right? Yeah. We got a... Marketing email. We got an ad email, Erin. No way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did we get? Oh, oh shit. shit. <laughs> January second. Oh no. We'll respond well, after this. What are these billing things we keep getting? That yeah. seems like mm. spam, right? Mm -hmm. Cause look, we got this one too. That looks like spam, right? Yeah. I think this is spam. Yeah. Because all of that's through my Squarespace account, and I still pay every month. Is this someone we talked about on the podcast? Oh. <laughs> we need to check our email. What are all these weird emails? Are these no spam? Yeah. <laughs> we need to respond to these emails. Oh shit. <laughs> um, okay. I can't believe that. I'm sorry if we haven't answered your email. Oh, someone I know from camp emailed. Oh. Uh, okay. If you're listening and we haven't gotten back to your email, we're sorry, but we will yeah. immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Um, All right. Well, we're famous now. Yeah, we're so famous. So we're going to go hang out with other people. <laughs> uh, let us know what you think about internet and astrology. Yeah. Uh, read the article. Read the article. Let us know. Let us know. Talk to us on Twitter. Um, we'll actually respond. Yeah. Damn. All righty. Anything else you want to add? Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. Enjoy your super moon, everyone. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. Stay sexy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Bye.